Well, thank you uh, very much for coming. Um, let's open with a prayer. Father, we're thankful for this time that we have to come together and to uh, speak about why we do what we do in our lives. And we pray that you'd be uh, with us here in our midst as bless our conversation. In Jesus Christ we pray. Amen. Okay. So we will start it off. What were some of your thoughts as you were contemplating the forums? Why did you choose this forum? What reason did you have to come to this forum? Who was that? Oh, well, my, my downstairs roommate. Thank you so much. You came to heckle? Okay, that's good. So uh, he, uh, he came to like me because you like me. Is that a good reason or is that a bad reason? Or neutral reason? Neutral, let's say. Okay. Uh, Brother Paul, he came to heckle. Is that good or bad? Or neutral? That's <laughs> my forum. You could bring some life into form. Other thoughts, other reasons why you came. Raise your hand or say it loud. Yes, you've been, you've done the homeschooling one. Oh, you don't you don't need to go to that one. I I was amazed that that made prime time. You know, okay, brother Tom. Okay, I'm repeating this for the recording. Uh, brother Tom says that he's not seen it before, and we we probably struggle with it more than we realize. And indeed, as I was digging into it, I was finding all sorts of interesting th thoughts going on there. So very good. Okay, so is that a good reason or a bad reason? Good reason, right? Other thoughts? Yes. Okay, that you chose to come here to help uh, to find something good and spiritual that would help you with your faith. Very good. So doing right for the wrong reasons. Um, what do you think? Was it right that, to come to this forum? Right, wrong, or neutral? Neutral, because you have multiple choices? Say it again? You'll let me know in 45 minutes. Okay, well, let's go down. Okay, I guess the first thing we need to do is define what we mean by doing right. What do you think doing right is? What is that phrase? Doing right for the wrong reason. This is not a scripture verse. It's just a phrase, right? Doing right for the wrong reasons. What is doing right? Yes. Following the rules, doing right, okay. What else? If you do right, we can expect right. Ooh, that's an interesting thought. Okay. If we do evil, we cannot expect good, Brother Tom. Okay, ethical and helpful and positive is, is doing right, doing something ethical, helpful, positive, other things. Pleasing to God, I like that one. Okay, yes. Oh, so doing something socially perceived as correct is, is right. It's quote-unquote right. Uh, that might not have anything to do with what God thinks about it. Okay. Very good. Other thoughts? What Doing right. Give me some examples of doing right. Going to church. Okay. Uh, is that socially acceptable? Is that a good thing? Okay. In some circles, right? Okay. Very good. What else? It's actually a biblical. Very, it's rooted in scripture that we should assemble one with another. Yes. Agreed. What are the other things that are doing um, that are doing right? Serving others. Okay, give me some specifics. Feeding the poor. Okay, feeding the poor. What else? Right. So when you see somebody right next to you, I mean, you can say feeding the poor to take that example, right? There's there's all poor. There's poor people everywhere. Which poor do you feed? The one right next to you, right? Okay, good. Going to nursing homes and seeing. I'm sorry. Is that a good thing or a bad thing? That's a good thing, okay. 
preaching that gospel is a good thing. What else? Changing somebody's tire in place of them? Oh, tra- yeah, no, I, I know that feeling. Yeah, you know, I used to stop out. Uh, I used to have rules in my head. It's like, oh, that's a guy. He, he should figure out how to do that himself. <laughs> okay? Uh, but, you know, sometimes they don't have a spare. They don't have air in their tire. There's all sorts of other reasons, right? Uh, now it's like it's really hard because everybody's got their cell phone, right? And so you don't know whether to stop or not stop. Okay? But those are good reasons. I saw some other hands. What are other good things? Practical good things that we do. Donating to charity. Okay? Yes, up at the top. Turn the other cheek. Okay? Very good. Okay, so we kind of, we understand it, right? Doing right. This is not a, excuse me, a nebulous term. It's a pretty solid, understandable term. Okay, some examples. Okay, so here's a verse. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good work and glorify your Father which is in heaven. What do you think about this verse? You have the microphone right here. Okay, so, um, so letting your light shine before men is implying that you're doing good. Okay, so doing right, doing good, doing right, synonymous. That they may see our good work. And why? Yes, Brother Paul? Okay, so this is for the recording. How do we make sure that glorifying, that glorifying your, our Father, which is in heaven, is, is manifest when we do this? Okay? So let your light so shine. Do we know a song about this? What is it? Yeah, uh, Mickey. Okay, sing. I'm going to let it shine. This little light of mine. I'm going to let it shine. Let it shine. Let it shine. All the time. Okay. Remember that. Okay, I'm, I'm actually not thinking um, doing right things for not feeling like it reasons. I'm more talking about doing right things um, for the wrong reasons as far as actually you have an a ulterior motive behind it. That is wrong. As far as doing the right thing and you don't feel up to it, but you're still doing it for the right reasons because it's the right thing to do. You're doing it because God commanded us to do that. So that's not doing it for the wrong reason, feeling like not up to it. You know what I'm saying? So just to clarify, I think, I think, um, I think doing the, wrong, the right thing for the wrong reason does not mean not feeling like it or obligation because you're afraid of your parents as children. They told you to stay out of the woodroom. That's not what I'm talking. I'm talking about doing things with an ulterior motive. Wrong. Yeah, that's a wrong reason. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I was thinking much along the same lines that obedience is not a feeling. God didn't say, if you feel like it, keep my commandments. He said, if you love me, keep my commandments. That doesn't always mean we're going to feel like doing it. And just because we're doing it out of obligation doesn't mean that we don't love God when we obey him. We're finding ourselves to obey what God told us to do. But like um, Brother said, when you obey and you put yourself where God wants you to be or to be doing what God wants you to do, he will turn your feeling and, and give you a blessing out of it. Very nice. Very nice. You keep that one. I'll walk around this one. Obedi- to obey is better than sacrifice. Very good. Brother Oscar? Here, could pass that over. Usually... The receiver doesn't care. 
receiver doesn't care. The receiver of the good doesn't care. The giver doesn't know. Half the time, they don't know whether it's for the right or for the wrong reasons. I'm surprised that usually, and more often than not, it's the one that does nothing, knows whether it was a right or a good reason, oh, a wrong like reason. So the person who avoids doing the right is this internal conflict that they know that they should, but they don't. John? <laughs> yeah, you know, there are, and, and to that point, there are all sorts of, clearly we're talking about Clearly there's a, a sliding scale of motivators. If you go out of obligation, that's on the lower level of doing good for a decent reason. If you go out of love, you're doing good out of a great reason. If you're going to get in the will, it's a bad reason, a bad motive. If you're going to slip cyanide into her food, that's a really bad motive. So there's a sliding scale on both sides. Uh, yeah, I think a lot of times, even when we're going, when we're evaluating, should I do something or should I not do something, I will think, oh, I really shouldn't take on this responsibility because I won't be able to do it for the right reason. I won't, I'm not, I'm doing it out of obligation. And in doing that, I'm maybe persuading myself to not do something good for a wrong reason because I should be doing it out of obligation at that point. I should start. Um, when I look at the Apostle Paul, he had a lot of detractors, uh, competitors, people that are putting him down. He writes to the Philippians that there are those that preach Christ in contention. He says, but I rejoice as long as Christ is preached. So I think whoever said the, the point about uh, the good deed benefits the recipient is true. But it doesn't mean if you're preaching Christ out of contention for the wrong motives, God's not going to hold you account for that. But he's going to use what's being said in truth for his glory. Yeah. Amen. Those are the verses. Amen. Just something, to say about, just something to add about motives. There's a, quake, uh, a quote I heard once about the Quakers, which were a religious group, of course, that came to the New World. They were anti-slavery and so on. And it's said of them that they went to America to do good and instead ended up doing well. And uh, the idea there is their, their motives even were, were good and they had you know, a good work ethic and so on, but to lose sight of the, the object of goodness, right, the, the source of goodness, you can just end up doing well instead of doing good. Wealthy businesses and so on. I think it's it's very very proper to do good for whatever reason. Because the other the other option is to do nothing, which is not good, right? Because you might be. 
you might be convicted after you do the good for the wrong reason. God may convict you. And if you don't for the right reason, all is well. But it's always good to do good things, regardless. How much would really go on at camp here if nobody wanted to stand up in front of somebody and speak or sing or do any of those things? You know, a lot of times we don't want to stand in front of people. But out of obligation, somebody has to do it. Otherwise, what would we have here at camp? Uh, the ultimate example that comes to my mind is Christ in Gethsemane. Um, he, he knew what he had to do. It was prophesied, but ultimately he did not want to do it. Even so much that he prayed that it be taken away, but he still went through with it for God's honor and glory. Sorry to, uh, <laughs> sorry to steal your thunder. to realize that our decisions in what we do affects other people. So when you talk about Jesus on the cross, the plan had to be fulfilled that way. So I think if you defer and say, okay, well, if I do it for the wrong reason, then someone else should do it for their right reason. We have to realize that we're a part of a body and we are called to do things. And that if we defer, you know, that we need to be active in the things that we should be doing and that our choices affect other people. But I th for me, it's still motive, you know? Like, the Good Samaritan, he could have stopped with just checking to see if the guy was breathing. But he didn't do that. He, he sacrificed his time, his energy, his finances, everything to help that person, knowing that he probably wasn't going to get anything except a higher bill from the inn, right? And But for us, oftentimes it's, um, I want... The, the glory for me, I, or, or maybe it's not. Maybe it's I won't do a special number because I don't want, you know, the praise or whatever. And, but the praise is supposed to go to God. Or, you know, maybe it's I don't want to pray in church because I don't want people to talk about what a nice prayer it was. So there's false modesty, and then there's self-praise. And we have to be careful because I think that's a trap that Satan often uses for us 
to either do the right thing or not do the right thing, depending on our personality. The woman who gave a penny, sorry, it, it was the Good Samaritan's heart. So just looking at the, the question on the screen, um, that I would propose that possibly over time, doing right for the wrong reason ends up not being very good. Um, if I think of the, like the Pharisees were called whited sepulchers, even though they wore white, white robes and et cetera, right, look righteous, um, that over time our motives do come out and that the heart that was just mentioned becomes evident um, and can do a lot of damage. And so we have to be careful about just accepting that, yeah, I might not feel like it or I'm, I'm really negative about something, but I'm going to do it because I have to over and over again. One of those two things we'll give. That's what I'm uh, saying. He went, uh, didn't want to go, he didn't want his enemies uh, converted. I'm not so sure about whether he did the right thing. I think he did what was necessary.
I'll do it. I, I'll, I'll, read. I'll read it. Now Naaman, captain of the host of the king of Syria, was a great man with his master and honorable, because by him the Lord had given deliverance unto Syria. He was also a mighty man in valor, but he was a leper. And the Syrians had gone out by companies, and had brought away a captive out of the land of Israel, a little maid. And she waited on Naaman's wife. And she said unto her mistress, Would God, that, would God my lord were with the prophet that is in Samaria, for he would recover him of his leprosy. And one went in and told his lord, saying, Thus and thus said, said the maid that is of the land of Israel. Love? 